Look, I was going to go easy on you, not to hurt your feelings. But I'm only going to get this one chance. Just a feeling I've got. Like something's about to happen. But I don't know what. If that means what I think it means, we're in trouble. Big trouble. And if he is bananas, as you say, I'm not taking any chances. You are just one of the I'm Ron. This is Brayden. Welcome to Commanders Uncensored. Welcome back to Commanders Uncensored. I'm here with my dad, Ron. What's going on, Ron? Nothing, Brayden. How are you doing? Good, good. What are we talking about today? Um, well, first, I kind of wanted to uh, talk about, by now most people know, but there may be a handful of people who don't know or he, who, who don't know the specifics to the um, Brian Robinson shooting. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, um, the commander's running back, Brian Robinson, was shot twice in his leg, mm. and when you hear that, I mean, at least this is how I used to think of things like that. I, I would, my old self, I would think, oh, the guy got shot in the leg, you know, like he's going to be okay. Yeah, he didn't get shot in the chest. Right. But it takes me back to Sean Taylor. Mm-hmm. I remember I'm at my house and it comes across, you know, the TV. Sean Taylor shot in his leg during a rob- robbery attempt. Um, immediately you're thinking, man, that stinks. Like you probably lost him for the year. They'll be fine next year. And then, you know, within what, 24 hours, you find out he died and you're, and you're thinking, how does that happen? It, it, so I'll never take for granted and just think just because somebody got shot in the leg or the arm or whatever, that it's not life threatening. So in this case, thank God that it wasn't. And actually, the good news is, I don't know if you know this or not, Braden, but he actually was back at the commander's facility today. Yeah, they actually did saw um, saw him with a bag of Oreos because that's his job as a rookie for the running back room to bring the Oreos in and the snacks. But I was uh, watching NFL Network today, and you said he got shot in the leg, what, twice? Yeah. Okay, so on NFL Network, they said he got shot in the knee, which it turned out to be a good spot because somehow, well, I mean, not a good spot, but somehow he didn't tear any ligaments or, uh, I don't know, what's, what's it, ligaments and tendons and everything. Yeah, like, all he, that, muscles, yeah, he, like cartilage, he, like, yeah, yeah there's, they're, right, they're bone. Saying, yeah, they're saying on NFL Network, he got shot there and didn't tear anything, which was very surprising for the knee, which, that's good. Right. Because imagine if that hits his ACL or something else, something like, you know, like, that'd be painful. Exactly. And, and then, you're, you, you know, you're not only fighting for your life if it hits something else, you know, hits an artery or something. Or, yeah, you got to recover for a whole other season. Or if it hits, right, you said an ACL, MCL, meniscus, whatever, you know what I mean? Whatever's in, in there that it could have damaged, you're probably missing the season. Yeah. But actually, on the flip side, so a couple of hours ago, Washington has announced their – 53-man roster, and surprisingly, Brian is not only on the 53, he's not going to be on the injured reserve, he's not going to be on the pup list, so this leads me to believe that Rivera, the coaching staff, the medical staff, everyone must be thinking 
he's going to be playing before week four. Because if he yeah. wasn't going to be playing be- before week four, you would just put him on the pup list. Yeah, that's awesome. Good news. That's yeah. That's 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 great. <laughs> he's lucky to be doing that because you know he might miss the whole year or might not even be here today. Gonna be back playing football hopefully before week four. Yeah, hopefully. You know, but take take your time, and whenever you get back, you get back. Yep. Um, but a little breakdown of the fifty-three. So there wasn't, in my opinion, any surprises. What What do you think? Yeah, I looked at it. I there was nothing that surprised me. The only thing I saw was Wes Martin getting cut, and I was like, Oh, hey, I know that name. <laughs> All the other people, I'm like. Do I know him? No. Do I know him? No. Does that surprise me? No. So, really, I don't think there's any surprises going in, like with the 53 man roster. Yeah. Um. So, they're going to keep three three quarterbacks, which everybody kind of already knew. I mean, I think they were transparent with that. Yep. They want to keep Heineke and Wentz as your starters, and then Hal is your whatever you want to call him. He's yeah. He's not supposed to be getting in the games this year. That's just the plan, right? Yeah, he's this young potential. So he's supposed to, you know, watch, learn, and see where you're at next year in your progression. But this year, we want you to hold the clipboard. We want you to be learning everything. Yep. Um, The running backs, I was a little surprised they're keeping four running backs. To me, I... So they got Robinson, McKissick. Gibson and who's the fourth one? Uh, number forty-one, Jonathan Williams. Okay, I don't know where his role is going to be at, but and I, to be truthful, this is just my guess. I think he's on the roster because of the injury. You know what I mean? Because uh, of the gunshot. Yeah, you know I was, what I mean? I was the same thing, but I didn't know if that was. Yeah, they they didn't say that, yeah. but I'm going to assume that's the only assumption I can. That right. Once Brian's at 100 percent and he's in the games and he's you know he's rolling and he right. looks looks fine. I think there may be a, a cut or whatever you want to say going out to the practice squad or something to free up a spot for something else. So, yeah. but that's you know where we're at right now. Six wide receivers. Yeah, that yeah that I I, I agree. Uh, five tight ends. That's weird. I thought that was high. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know some teams have their tight ends as fullbacks now too, but still, even if you're doing like, I don't understand the fact for five. Well, the only thing that makes sense for me is they're going with five. Once again, the same as the running backs. I think you're looking at it as is Cole Turner and Logan Thomas. Are they going to be 100% to start the season? Right. Um, neither one of them had any preseason action. We don't know what their, even if they're considered healthy, we don't know what their actual, are they 80%, are they 90%, are they 100%, and we don't know their conditioning. Um, I see this more as a, you're keeping guys until you know your starters are 100%, and then I think you might see, you know, someone like a Curtis Hodges getting released because I'm, I don't, know, I don't you, know who Curtis Hodges is. Um, <laughs> I have no idea. Now, Armani Rogers, 
he uh he shined during the preseason. So I don't think that he's necessarily on the team because of the injuries. I think maybe it was just one of those deals where you can't cut him. Like yeah. he played his way onto this team. He did. Okay. Um he stuck out. You're watching preseason, you're going, Who's eighty eight? Who's eighty eight? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if nothing else, this buys him some time on the team. You know, Hodges, on the other hand, once I think that Cole Turner and, and Logan Thomas are clearly 100% and you can clearly see what you have there, I think you may be looking at a cut to free up a spot. Yeah. Um, the defensive ends, there's five, and that's not including Chase Young. Once again, that's normal amount because he's injured. Yeah. So, you know, someone like your so – are you counting Montez Sweat as that in that five then? Yes. Okay, so Sweat, someone else, and then two backups as of right now. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. always, yeah, you got you got to have, you know, because they're going to rotate, yeah. you know. It just sounds like a lot at first. But. Right, it's, yeah, it's, that that's your normal amount. Um, somebody like a Casey Tuhill. Once Young comes back, well, maybe. Tuhill was on the team last year, though. And I want to say two years. Chase Young wasn't a rookie last year, right? Right. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he was on the team two years. I'm pretty sure he was on the rookie Chase Young team. Okay. I just don't know if they're going to roll with six. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, And I don't know who would be the odd man out. But I would assume, just like the other ones, you know what I mean, once your yeah. starter gets healthy, Someone you're looking knows. at, right. So, And then by then, we may have a position of need. We may have an injury at a different position. Um, speaking of position of need, before the season started, before the preseason started, every fan has been yelling, and I don't know. And I've said all along, the only thing that makes sense is Washington was waiting for today to happen, right? Yeah. The cutdowns. They're rolling in with five linebackers, and I feel like they're rolling in with none. Yeah. I mean, you got five linebackers that are probably just all about the same skill level. You got no one that's, you got no one that stands out above all of them. Like they're all bottom feeders on the league that find a way to get on a roster spot, and they just end up starting on Washington. Yeah, and and I and I say that halfway jokingly. Obviously, I think two out of the five should be on the team. Like I feel like two out of the five would make rosters, even if they weren't starting somewhere. I feel like they're NFL players. Still, you know what I mean? Like they're NFL caliber players. The other guys, like you know, like your David Mayo's and stuff, I just don't see. I just don't see where where this guy is is worth a roster spot. I I, I don't know. Like you mean to tell me you can't find somebody younger than that that has the same skill level, but you know, what I mean, more of an upside. Like this guy has. I don't think he has any upside left. There's right? Prob- there's probably somebody in the CFL that I'd rather take over him. Yeah, because if, you, if you're coming in, let's you know do a Madden, right? Yeah. We're coming in, and he's a 75 overall, and, you know, there's a 21 that's a 75. Well, obviously, you want to go with the younger guy. Why is that? Because he has an upside to him. Yeah. He's young. Maybe someone hasn't tapped into that potential, but, I, you know, we'll see what happens. A lot can change still because there has been cuts to other teams, and there's some names out there that, you know, you're like, oh, this guy might look good, you know, in Burgundy Gold. This guy might look good. So they're rolling with five, four cornerbacks. Five safeties. I thought that was a little odd 
four cornerbacks yeah, and five I, safeties? I that like, seems kind of like backwards to yeah, me. Maybe but. they have people that can kind of play both roles. That's the assumption I have. Because, I, yeah, usually sometimes only on plays you have three cornerbacks on the field. So you're telling me four? They don't have one backup safe or cornerback if they're playing with three on the field? Yeah, I'd, you know, unless, once again, they're thinking they're going to get, you know, somebody like a Joe Hayden or um, somebody who just got cut today to come in and then they will add a fifth cornerback and drop one of the safeties. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I would who like, knows their theory with that? We got Joe Hayden. That'd be – we got him. We have, we have Fuller, William Jackson, which Joe Hayden might freaking be better than. And then we just need to get that St. Jews – or I don't even know how to say his last name off the right. field. That guy's horrible. I think he might – I don't know. I don't know. No, Me watching him, I think he's more of a in-the-box safety type guy. Like, I don't know that he has the speed or the, they would say, the hip movement, right? Like, I don't know if he can open up fast enough to cover somebody's speed guy going down the sideline. Like, But I think, once again, analytics is driving a lot of these defenses, and I feel like, obviously, we watch the preseason, and – they're playing a lot of zone. Well, if you're a taller guy, like the zone is actually pretty good for you because you can jump up and take the quarterbacks trying to drop one, you know, into the zone. Being tall helps, but yeah, I, I understand what you like. I'm neither here nor he's, there with he's him. Not, he's he's not good enough to play as an NFL starter. I'll just put it that way. He, I don't think he's good enough. Right. I I see him like I said, more of a safety. I don't know. That's just how I could see him. I definitely wouldn't put him out on the island at that yeah. corner. Nope. Um, speaking of preseason, though, so Washington goes 0-3 in the preseason, and I guess I just want to get your your thoughts. Like, is that concerning? Is that not concerning? Yeah. It is the preseason. Yeah. Like, what's you – know. I, I think it's concerning because it, I know it's preseason and the backups play and everything, but me just watching the game and going to the game, it's – there, there's just no urgency of, you know, like, let's win this game, I feel like. Like, I don't know if that's with the coaches, the players, but no one seemed like they are like, fighting for the win. I don't know. That's just my opinion, watching the games. And you I, you want to see some fight out of your team no matter who's playing, the starters, backups. And the Ravens, I would say, have been one of the most successful franchises in this decade. And they're, they won – I think 20-something preseason games in a row. They're 20-0 in the preseason in the last how many seasons that is. So that, I mean, I feel like it all starts with preseason. I don't care about the preseason record at all. Um, wasn't it, I, I and I can't remember the number, but I'm pretty sure when Peyton Manning was on the Colts, they lost every year too because they didn't want to show anything. They didn't want to show any of their plays. So I get that. But see... The difference is the Colts had a tradition, right? The Colts won Super Bowls. The Colts went to the playoffs. I'd be like, you know, Kansas City coming in or Baltimore or, you know, any of these proven teams, the Bills, and they go 0-3. Nobody's going to say anything because you expect them to be good. But when you're a team that could be considered up-and-coming like the Commanders, you don't know what you have yet. You know what I mean? You had one good year. You had an off year last year. So people are hungry to see what you have. And 
I don't care about the record, but I would have liked to have seen, I guess, more from the starters. Yeah, yeah you know that I mean? too. That, yeah, I didn't put that part in there, but yeah, really that. I feel like, but yeah, it's just so boring to watch. Like the starters putting no points up on the board. The defense just letting the offense go on, like go down the field getting five yards at a time on them. It, I don't, it's just, I looked at it. Right after the first game, and I said, yep, that's Scott Turner's play calling. And I just don't think that's going to change from the preseason to the regular season. And I feel like the offense is still going to be very boring and not electric, putting a lot of points on the board this season. I Hopefully, like, they come out week one, and we are just like, wow, that's the team I yeah. wanted to see, right? Yeah. yeah, I feel like they have that. Potential to be that team. Right. And I, I, I guess what I'm going to get at is I don't care about the record. And I don't even care if you're going with soft coverages or if you're going with vanilla play calling on defense and offense. I would have still hoped that our talent was good enough. Our talent could have came out on defense. Like you said, that was kind of maybe the most, even on offense, I was disappointed with the offense. But I was more disappointed with the defense. It they just seemed like they could not get a stop. And it was yeah. the same thing as last year. It's third down. And if this offense that you're going against is only calling vanilla plays anyway, you mean to tell me you can't stop an offense that isn't even really giving it their all on third down? Like yeah. come on, man, let's get off the field. That part got to me. That's where I'm like, man, is this a problem or not? And I don't know what it's going to take because they've already fired a coach, mm -hmm. defensive line coach. You just need to see that urgency. Yeah. Oh. We haven't seen it in preseason. That's the thing that concerns me. I know it's preseason, but, like, it's just – I feel like winning teams just want to win no matter what it is. Or at least the starters and everything, like, they look like they're playing good. It just looked like – Every time they went out there, they were just going through the motions like it was a practice, you know, at 10 in the morning. Like, it was just so – like, it looked like they didn't even want to be there. And it was just – I don't know. I hope it's just because it was preseason and I hope regular season they come out and, you know, unlock that beast mood we all think they have. Yeah, and I don't know if it's um, – somebody – I was going to say, like, your player, like your, your Chase Young, right? So he gets on the field and he, he wills other guys. And that's where I was hoping Washington would get that field general, that linebacker, that Ray Lewis type, that, you know, somebody that is just like, we are going to win this. We are going to stop this team and, you know, get that team motivated. Like, I feel like there's talent, but I don't know if there's that overspoken guy who is willing it out of them. Like, we're all good here and we all know we're good. But somebody's got to call everybody else out, like yeah. you know what I'm saying. And mm -hmm. I don't know. And I, I feel like Young is that guy. I feel like he will, but you know he's he's missing the first four games, so somebody's got to take that over. Jonathan Allen. And I feel like he will to a, an extent. Yeah. And you know, hopefully he gets more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hopefully you get a little bit more out of him. Yeah. Um. And I guess lastly, I don't know. Like I don't know why. The switch seems to have all of a sudden. So during the draft, I was going to say, um, 
the media and stuff like that. Well, let, let me say now, today I was listening to a lot of sports talk stuff, and the media today is really all of a sudden hyping the Eagles. At first, it was the Dallas Cowboys are going to win the division this year. Yep. And now I think it's more like a 50-50-60-40 Eagles and it, it, it kind of started on draft night. Yeah. They were really impressed with their draft, with the trading for A.J. Brown. Yep. Um, the Jordan Davis pick. Yeah, they, they beefed they, up they their really line, did, linebacker. Yep. Dean. They, they, they did great, right? But even after that, they still didn't have the media pushing them. Like, all of a sudden... They are now, and I, I don't know what, uh, maybe it's because of the injuries to Dallas, or maybe it's because, like what I said all along, I just think Mike McCarthy is going to totally implode. I think Jerry Jones can't help himself. I think that's a ticking time bomb, and I think everyone else is starting to see the same thing that I've been saying. I just think the talent that Dallas has is not going to be able to get past their self. You know what yeah. I mean? Like yeah. they're going to get in their own way. Yeah, and I feel like Dallas does that every year. They're notorious for that. Like no matter who the coach is, you know, like every Dallas fan goes, "Oh man, this is our season." <laughs> and then you know, here comes like October or something, and then they, they yeah, they just fail on the bottom half of the season. You know? Yeah. Like it's just funny because it's every year with Dallas. Doesn't matter if Garrett's coaching them, McCarthy, it's Remo, Prescott, Elliott. Doesn't matter. Like, right. They always, it's the Cowboys, that's what they do. Yes, they hype them up every year. Oh my gosh, they're the best team on paper, they're the best team on paper, and then they're average. Yeah. And I believe it's been for the past 16 seasons. It's close to 20. I'm wanting to say it's 16. The NFC East has mm-hmm. not had a repeat champion. Yeah. So Dallas won last year, so just by theory, Dallas isn't going to win. Yep. Now, I'm saying Wash. I don't know why Washington's not getting that love, but my, you know, because that's why, right? So the Eagles beat Washington twice last year, even though they're beating Gilbert. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. we had a ton of injuries, but people they still they, they don't take that into you know consideration. They they yeah. just say the media goes, oh well, they you know. The Eagles were better than Washington last year. They don't worry about the injuries. And they say, and they improved during this offseason. Yeah. So when you add one and one, you get two. So they're thinking Dallas isn't going to win it. The Giants aren't ready to win it yet. So you got the Eagles and you got Washington. Pick one of those two, and I guess the media is, you know, because of the draft, because of the trades um bradbury cornerback and today they just picked up a um the chauncey garner or something I, yeah, I'm not sure. yeah uh, he's a starter so they have and you know all credit to them good for yeah. them i mean they made moves i'm i'm a little jealous i'm kind of wishing that yeah, we had a gm not, that would make some moves you know not only but like are these players that like great like the player they traded for today um but like yeah it just gets the buzz gun around the eagles and the media and when you know when the when the players when you start to hear and say, like, oh, the Eagles are favorites to win first in the division, and, you know, your players will start to believe that and play, like, you know, like, they got, like, yes, we're supposed to be here. 
So that's good for them. I wish Washington might do a little, like perfect example. They could do that with their linebacking spot, but nah, I don't know what they're thinking. So, but I wish yeah we'd have a little bit more buzz and hype with Washington. And it still might happen, right? There's obviously, I don't think at this point you're going to get that big shock yeah. factor, yeah. but you could bring in a good vet here. You know, there's still people out here that can definitely improve this team. Yeah, and ultimately it doesn't really matter about anything that happens now. All that matters is wins and losses at this point. If you come out and you win week one, you win week two, and that hype train's going to be rolling for Washington and not for, you know, Philly anymore. They won the, they might have won the offseason or got the hype train on the offseason going, but it all depends on the regular season. Yeah, and I, and I for one, if there's a Washington coach, player, Anybody affiliated with the team, you know what I mean? Like, take take this, right? Take what the media is saying and use that, right? Like, go in there. You got billboard material. Pin it up. Nobody's got you winning. They got Dallas and the Eagles over you. They have you coming in third if you're lucky, maybe even fourth. Like, you got to get mad over that. Yeah, they got them at basically the same as the Giants without really a chance. I feel like. And... I would, you know, my my only thing if, you know, on the, the Eagles front, so, yes, they 100% improved their team. I'm not going to say they didn't, but it reminds me of Washington. Washington won the division two years ago because they had a weaker schedule. They played teams at the end with a lot of injuries, didn't have their starting quarterback, blah, 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 blah. Washington beat them, makes the playoffs. Reality hits last year. They have a little bit of a harder schedule. You know what I mean? And those breaks don't happen, and you see what happened. So, all thing, you know, like, the Eagles might not be as good as the media is saying, or project, you know, because they played a third-place schedule last year. They played a lot of backups. So, I'm ready for the season. I'm ready for week one. I, I can't wait. I think it's 100%. Week one is going to tell a lot, right? Yep. Yeah, week one. I mean, the first two weeks really should. Washington plays Jacksonville, which is one of the worst teams in league history, and they play the Lions, one of the worst teams in league history. That should be two easy wins. If not, then that's just pathetic. But it should be two easy wins going into week three against Philly. No matter what Philly does, if they're 1-0 or 1-1, 2-0, 0-2, that game is going to be a big hyped-up game. And that really settled a lot of things going on with the division, I feel like. Because Washington should be 2-0. So if they can move on to 3-0 with a hot streak against beating Philly, I think it's going to quiet a lot of people down that had Philly up top. Yeah, and I don't I don't even want to debate you right now. Uh, you you said Washington should be easily 2-0. I don't like that word easily just because Jacksonville is going to be improved. You got a new head coach that's actually in it, you know, not an idiot. Well, he might be an idiot, but he's not Urban Meyer. He won a Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl. Jackson, uh, they're going to be better. You know what I mean? And I think, I think the Lions are going to be better. Now, I'm with you 100%. If Washington or any NFL team is going to be a contender, these are teams you have to beat. You yeah. can't lose these games. No matter how improved they are, I don't care. You got to win them. Even if you win them by a field goal, I don't care. Win them by one point. You got to win those games. Yep. The Eagles game week three, 
that's the home game. That's it's really not Wentz's revenge game, right? Because he was with the Colts last year. But once again, you're looking for billboard material. That's Wentz's revenge game because it's a division game. That's a big game for both teams. That's a really big game for Wentz. And if his team is supporting him, that's a game you got to win. So they had the potential. You start three and L. All of a sudden, the media is jumping on you. You know what I mean? And looking at Washington as being the champs of the NFC East this year. Yeah, I agree. Yep. But we'll get into all that stuff more later. Um, I'm kind of ready to wrap this one up unless you have anything else you want to talk about. Yeah, I think we hammered everything. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Commanders Uncensored. So long, farewell, I'll be just saying goodnight. I hate to go and leave this pretty sight. Yeah.